Welcome to the Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and plot theories. You can follow the Story Tinker on all podcast platforms and videos of most episodes on YouTube. You can also follow the Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like weekly bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support the Story Tinker on Patreon. Thanks for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Here we go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of A Sewer's Bride called Unravel. Mm-mm-mm, what is unraveling? <laughs> and we have Mirna today, or Mem. And yeah, let's hear from you. Uh, hey, I'm Mem. Uh, I am a mom of three, 31, and I... I'm normally a content editor for websites, but recently I've started my own YouTube channel. So if you like K-pop and you like funny things, please come check it out. It's a uh, Mem Goes K-pop on YouTube. And I also have an Instagram channel, channel, <laughs> Instagram page that kind of is like connected with it. And it's just Mem Goes. So yeah, come check it out. It's fun. I like to I like to put a lot of funny videos and reels up there. So that's basically what I do is you know, a lot of jokes. Awesome. And I don't know anything about K-pop, but we just had a conversation about it and um, Mem is clearly very informed. So, and passionate. So yeah, check it out. (laughs) So uh, yeah, and you'll start us off with uh, the episode. Yeah. So we come in basically and he's like touching her face and yeah. Oh, already. <laughs> already. It's like, let's just start this episode off with a bang. And it's, it's pretty sweet. Cause you can tell that, I mean, you know, neither of them are wearing clothes They're in the bath, you know, and he's just sitting there like with the firelight all around, you know, or the, I guess the candlelight all around them while they're in the bath, like rose petals. And it's like, you know, as romantic as you can possibly get, there's a setting right there. Yeah. I don't know why she fell for it. He's like, yes, in my country, we all take baths together. I'm like, that is probably the biggest lie you've ever told. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I could be, but not in that setting. So, yeah. uh, my, and with the my, rose petals. Yeah. That, yeah that's def- not normal. Definitely not. And it's usually with like more people. My dad was actually stationed in Japan for a while like back in like the 70s and uh he recalls this time like he got really close to his Japanese family and you know as a Mexican kid from Southern California he wasn't ready for going in the family bath but like he said like some like old grandma just like tossed him in like he wasn't that big okay take that back I was wrong <laughs> but it, yeah it's uh it was but it's not like I mean it could be it definitely could be a cultural thing depending on where this is supposedly taking place but at the same time and you know in uh, Korea is also very normal for at least men to take baths with each other like and women to take baths with each other it's not I don't and in public baths but so it's you know that's a thing but I mean this is it's normally not with like candles lit all around and like rose petals and like you know like just the two of you you yeah, know in a pretty small bathtub too <laughs> yeah got a cuddle in it so yeah that's a uh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, sure, let's just, I feel like, I feel like she knew exactly, because actually, if you go down, uh, at, you know, after that shot of them together in the tub of him touching her face, and he goes, you know, are you scared of me, and she, like, shakes her head no, and she's blushing, just obviously, like, girl, you knew exactly what you did into. <laughs> so, you know, and 
you know, as you scroll down there, you know, they're getting closer and they, they're like kissing in the bathtub and just getting like all hot, you know, for everybody. And he's obviously, well, obviously super into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think at the point where they kissed, that's where she knew it was not platonic. I feel like she knew beforehand. She was just like, all right, you know, could be worse things with, you know, sharing a bath with a super hot dude with a neck tattoo, but you know. I have to say, I'm very happy they took a bath because <laughs> um, I always make sure to take a shower before, you know, certain activities take place. And, um, and like I said, my husband usually, usually showers in the morning, but whenever he takes a shower at night, I'm like, hmm, I know what you got on your mind. So yeah, <laughs> um, it's, actually, and- it's actually a cultural thing. Like I, so I, I've read, I don't know how, like, but I've, from what my research into it, in Korea, that's usually like a sign. It's like you want to take a shower first. It's usually a sign that times are going down. Yeah, and they were like, um, he especially has been battling, and I don't know when the last time he took a bath was. So he definitely, they definitely needed to wash themselves before any activity would just went on. Well, I mean, you know, there's that whole scene with her like getting roughed up by the bandits and stuff like that. I mean, well, you got to be sweating during that. But I've also read that like deodorant isn't a thing in Korea because they lack the gene for smelly armpits like for for like bo and I was like what kind of gene is that and where can I get it yeah I know right <laughs> well, maybe they're maybe they don't smell just as bad as we think they smell probably still smell pretty bad I mean there's like there's no way he's like been trekking through the woods you know after being like covered in blood and stuff like that like there's no way you can't smell at least a little bit <laughs> yeah. well that's cool you know yeah I'll look that up um, also, I was thinking about the timeline. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they just met yesterday, right? You know, like back in the day, people got married without even knowing each other. So, you know, whatever. It's, it's chill. <laughs> no, I'm I'm totally fine with that because I met my husband and like literally I met him on Sunday and by Saturday we were like, okay, we're getting married and we were in love. So like, I've been, I've done that. It was I started dating my husband like like we were dating but not officially dating like end of October is literally like Halloween where he's like no 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 I want to you know make this like a he's he's so cute he told me he's like he's like I don't mind if you don't want to date me but I don't want you dating anyone else I was like so you want me to date exclusively you and he's like yes (laughs) so but we started doing that in October got married in early May Mm -hmm. oh nice but my grand my great grandparents met each other the day of their wedding um Yeah, it was an arranged marriage and uh, they were together. He died like a month before his 100th birthday. So, you know, who who cares? They just made each other yesterday. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to, um, not I used to, every single time I watch like a Disney movie, I always count how long it is between when they meet and when they like fall in love. <laughs> it's always like, a, I mean, all these movies take place like a day, maximum a week, maximum. <laughs> yeah, maximum. So yeah, but, I'm not I'm not trying to putting that down either because like I said, I've done that and like the society that I come from, like with the matchmaking, um, they all got engaged either on the first date or the third date. And um I remember like when I was when I had my like rebellious phase and I left that community, I was like, I'm gonna take a long time to date. And then I did the same thing and got engaged on the third date. So whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so. yeah, I mean like let's just be completely fair. Like Lily's drawings are amazing and if you saw Ulan in person like the like have, like what he looks like I, how many people be like no I don't want to take a bath with you 
um i probably wouldn't because he's a complete stranger but um i don't know i've never been tested in that way so i don't know <laughs> yeah so who knows but and also uh, she's um you know obviously they had a connection before and she is all alone in this foreign place she's i don't think she it's not like she was treated very well before like she wasn't respected very much before either and now and here's this guy who is treating her well and is her only you know the only person she knows in this strange camp um where she's feeling very overwhelmed and unsure of the future and he um, takes her more than once on this by this point right so, oh, I'm sorry. I know, he saved her more than once you know her. like from you know the bandits and then wasn't there like that weird like dog thing? yeah dog thing mm -hmm. so uh you know save, save her life twice i mean that's kind of like a definitely some brownie points right there so <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and you know for him also like she is different than all the other women he's known and yeah. um you know, he feels like she maybe understands him or is not quite as docile as other women that he seems to have had in his harem. But yeah, they're attracted. And there's that awesome kiss. And yeah, you can get, sorry, you can continue. No, it's okay. And, but then he just pulls away and goes, you know, like calls her my sweet little princess. Like, dang boy. All right. Go, mm -hmm. Goes on. He says, how you torture me so like oh man way with words there sir i thought you were you know mostly a soldier that was hanging out with mostly men but apparently you got some tips <laughs> you know? yeah and i mean he's looking at her so intently yeah and with a lot of sincerity in his eyes um and that's something that a lot of people like about ulan is how emotionally open he is and he doesn't seem to have any shame of with proclaiming his feelings and mm -hmm. showing it all on his face. He's not trying to protect his heart by pretending he doesn't like her. No, definitely not. Like, it's just like, no, this is what it is. Like, though, to be fair, if anybody made fun of him, he could totally beat them up. So like, <laughs> I think that being that strong and powerful <clears throat> gives you a little bit more leeway to be emotionally open because nobody's going to mess with you, you know? Good point. Um, I also want to point out, because I know a lot of people like this, his fangs. <laughs> We're in the panel where he's pulling away. And um, for some reason, fangs seem to excite people. So um, I always, I like test it out. I'm like, Argh. I have to open my mouth real wide for you to see my fangs. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I don't know if I find that so attractive, but whatever. It's okay. <laughs> and that's each their own. Maybe, you know, I guess think Twilight had more of an impact on people <laughs> they won't admit but you know maybe there's a little bit of buying into that quite a bit you know but but yeah I mean, to me i think it's honestly the 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 violent edge that we like um yeah. you know where there's that element of like power and strength and like he can hurt me you know thing well i always think of it it's like almost like a little bit animalistic mm -hmm. you know what i mean so yep. given given that a little a little bit i mean like you know that's just something that people like is you know like i've heard i haven't i haven't said this i've i've heard other people saying like calling their partner like an animal and stuff like that literally he's have had some characteristics of an animal so you know just a little bit like raw so maybe that's maybe that's the thing that people are super into right maybe like the the fact that there's so much passion for for the other person that they're like an animal in that sense 
yeah um, and their desire yeah so I guess it's a way of feeling wanted and loved there you go I, I can't tell though in this when he says you know like how you torture me so I can't tell if that's him gripping her arm it seems like it yeah it, it's, it's a little darker his skin and it's a yeah. large arm yeah so like yeah I think I feel like that's him yeah so it's him gripping her arm I, I couldn't tell at first I was like is that her like maybe covering herself a little bit or mm-hmm. is that him like you know grabbing her a little like getting a little you know manhandling there a bit but that can also be very sexy so Mm-mm. oh yes definitely definitely something I feel that a lot of readers are like yes. <laughs> yeah. this scene this whole scene is gorgeous and super romantic and just giving in uh, giving us everything we desire like all all the cuddlies all the warm fuzzies and like she's just so pretty like Lily is just an amazing artist in the way like she captures you know people and she just draws the art is just so beautiful like you can see like all, like the the flames in the background and stuff mm-hmm. like that just like the little details even are just so good that she manages to put in there like you can like if you like at first I missed it but you can see that you know she's blushing so you know that you can like it's it's almost it's faint but it's there and you can kind of like it's, I think that adds to it. Just the colors are just so good. Like, I, I love it a lot. I mean, like, continue on from, sorry, I can talk about the art all day long, but. Yeah, please do. It, it is beautiful. We, we talked about the color palette here because it's limited and it's very distinct. So it's, um, you know, in the wood scenes, it's very pale and washed out and white. And then here it's like, if I, you know, it's, uh, it's all like rose tones. So it's just beautiful. It's, it's it's visually warmer is what mm-hmm. it is. Like in that, <clears throat> it really kind of sets the tone here. Like, you know, as you said, like out in the woods, it's white, it's like pale, you know, it's obviously cold, but the way that they, that she has it colored here is obviously like a warm moment. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah. So I, I thought that was pretty clever. Like, I'm glad you pointed that out. But yeah, she's just going on like, I didn't, I didn't mean to. He goes, little girl, surely you don't expect me to remain unmoved at such a moment. Like, boy, like, you tell her, you know. His forehead on hers and like his eyes are scrunched up. Like he's expressing his emotions. He's- well, not only that, he's like letting himself like be unguarded with his eyes closed like that. And with it, and it was like, it's very, like, it's very close, but it's very, um, an unguarded thing which is saying something for a man who's used to like being attacked at any given opportunity so he's literally letting his guard down for her like physically letting his guard down for her like she could stab him for all he knows but he's not not in a position to fight back so he's you know dropped it all that for her basically mm-hmm. yeah I just, I love that though, with his like eyes closed and she's just kind of like looking up into him with her forehead touching. That's so sweet. But he, then he goes on to say, I wouldn't be a man if I did, neither would you be a woman, but you are more than just a woman. Yeah, that is so validating. Um, You know, I think also the fact that he says, you know, even just calling her a woman is already very validating because she's probably been treated like a little kid her whole life and not taken seriously so just calling her a woman instead of like a girl or uh, a maiden or something is already giving her a level of respect that she probably hasn't received before 
Um, you know, I know like I'm 31 now, right? If somebody called me a girl, I'd be like, I'm not a girl. I'm a grown woman. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's, it's a sign of respect. Yes, definitely. And he's just like, you know, touching her with his, it looks like it, the way it's drawn, it looks like his fingertips are like, just like kind of doing like this, this type of thing, which is, you know, while he's, you know, got her, her hair in his hands, you know, it's just very like pulling him closer to her. I'm sorry, pulling her closer to him. Right. And he's saying, you know, he's telling her, right. The, the first thing he's saying is like, I see you like a grown woman sexually, right. You know, yeah. um, I'm sexually moved at this moment, but then he tells her like, you're more than that. You're not just a woman. And he, he goes on and you can talk about this to say what he appreciates in her as a person. Right. Right. And he, he says, you know, you're so brave, you're sweet, so sexy. And, you know, he's just like, you know, just staring in her and her eyes get like all big and, you know, doe eyed. And, you know, like, I think I read somewhere that we're like, that we react to big doe eyed things because it makes us think of like, it makes us like act, you know, like makes us think of something like small and um, like harmless almost, you know? Babies mm, probably, because their yeah. eyes are proportionally bigger than the rest of their features. Definitely. But then you go from like her sweet, like sweet little doe eyes staring up at him to his red eyes and his fangs, you know, <laughs> gritting, gritting his teeth going, God's like, oh. Yeah, he's having a hard time controlling himself. <laughs> definitely could tell that. Yeah, like, I mean, he's definitely like in a, in a, in a situation where I'm sure like, I mean, imagine being you know, like, okay, you're going to sit naked in a hot tub with someone that you're sexually attracted to, but you can't touch each other. <laughs> How oh my God, wait, 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 wait. There is a TV show. Okay. This is the most vapid TV show that I've ever seen. It's called Too Hot to Handle. And basically the premise is they put like eight super attractive people on an island in a bikini all day long doing, and they make them do sexual activities, but they're not allowed to have sex with each other. Basically they'll win like $10,000 if they don't have sex by the end of the eight weeks. It is the most ludicrous show I've ever not finished. I did, I did watch a couple episodes and I was like, me and my husband watched it. We were like, this is the tragedy we've ever seen. This is literally, my best friend told me about this. This was on, like, he was running out of stuff to watch and he watched that. And this is before I could, I convinced him to finally watch K-drama, which opened up a whole new world for him. But <laughs> he was telling me all about this. I'm like, why are you watching this? But yes, from what I hear in the, about that show, that didn't work out for anybody. So I didn't finish it. I was like, I wanted to finish it. And then I just couldn't make myself do it. I was like, I really want to know what happens to me. <laughs> you'd lose brain cells you would lose brain cells but yeah basically he's like leaning into her even he's getting like a little bit flushed in the face and then he just stands up and basically gives her a nice big view of everything going on down there and she hides her face because I mean you know imagine like here I am in all my splendor Oh, one wonders if this is his way of continuing the conversation or of avoiding like he ostensibly got up because he couldn't you know um handle being close to her but I don't know if this is helping the matter <laughs> I mean probably not so to be fair that isn't most the most attractive part about men but I mean she's never seen one before judging by her reaction so 
Yeah, he's got um, that tattoo goes all the way down his back, and it's just it's beautiful. Yeah, and his I, hair obviously his long gorgeous hair. Both of them have long gorgeous hair. That yeah, oh, yeah. Tell me about it. I love like I wish my hair looked that long and thick and gorgeous, but unfortunately, I do not have the amazing hair gene that <laughs> these people in Lily's comics seem to have. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, That's but. I love how much detail, like considering you don't even get to see most of the tattoo because his hair is covering it, like the detail really goes in, like, you know, puts in to drawing this tattoo is incredible. Like we barely get to see any of it, but you can still tell it's very detailed. But yeah, then all you hear, all you see is some stomping and she's like peeking through her eyes, like, no, what's going on there? And like, is he, like, is he, is he, is it safe to look at? Can I look? Like, can, <laughs> will I have to guard my eyes again? <laughs> yes. And then uh, you can tell that he left and she just goes like, wait, like there she is just surrounded by all these, like, look like lamps with fire in them. And this stuff, he's just like, wait, what, what just happened? Now I'm in, now I'm like alone in the, in the bathtub. Yeah. And she just goes, he, he left. <laughs> I would probably have that same reaction to like what what just what <laughs> in fact that actually ha- happened something similar like to that happened with my husband I was just like what 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 just happened right here like what what <laughs> you know so I can kind of I can kind of understand what's going on with her there like you're sitting here talking about how sexy I am we're naked in a bathtub and then to see you later what, what? oh wow okay I'd like to hear that story but <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day she goes (laughs) you know she's just sitting there like I mean she's got like water on her face that looks more like a like you know like that in the comic where somebody's like sweating like what you know and she just goes it's fine we both got carried away that's all seriously sure um this is like her disappointment speaking because you know, it's like a little bit of the sour griefs where she's like, you know, oh, he can't have it. Then, oh, I don't want it after all. She's like, well, he rejected me. So clearly he didn't really want me. Like she wants to make herself feel better. Yeah. I can understand how not only just disappointed, but maybe like how angry she would be in that moment. Like I got a wild up for nothing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. I know. What am I going to do now? Okay. I feel like it's like it's embarrassing because it kind of makes you look like an idiot like am I I more invested in this than he was like well great you know you don't want to it's really hard for women specifically I think you don't want to show weakness you know like that you know like we, we, get, we get a lot of um I don't know like slack already in dating and you know especially like depending on what you know how we sorry, my children are fighting each other. <laughs> um, you know, we get, you know, a lot of flack for that kind of stuff and we get a lot of labels, but, you know, especially I'm thinking, you know, of like however many hundreds of years ago this was, you know, when, where women was, were seen as not supposed to be sexual creatures and she's like, well, great, you know, there goes that. <laughs> funny because on one hand you know not supposed to have sexual desire but be there for sex like that's what their role was especially for a king in this harem yeah basically like there's you know there was no like real romancing back then so 
you know, it's just like, you know, women are to make babies with. That was the sex. So, you know, and they weren't supposed to really question it. But so I could, I can kind of understand, like, from her viewpoint, maybe, you know, like, well, great. I just showed, you know, weakness in front of this guy who's the mortal enemy of my kingdom, by the way. So <laughs> I don't, I don't think she necessarily showed weakness. Like, she didn't really respond to him. Uh, but probably in her head, she was feeling things, you know. I mean, she didn't push him away and say no. So, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but then, you know, she goes on. She's covering. Her, she's got out of the bath. She's covering herself, and she goes, "He's he'll send me back as he promised, and I'll return to my quiet existence as forest princess." It's, you know, very disappointing. You know, I'm. I can. You can really feel the disappointment just kind of like emanating out of the panel. I think, and man like just to whatever cloth she's putting around herself again this like the things that don't need to be detailed that lily really details like you can see you know the sword in the background the wall lamps and sconces and stuff like that just so much detail in every single panel it's just beautiful this is like a king's tent i mean these are all beautiful objects which i'm Mm -hmm. sure were not cheap back then when everything was handmade (laughs) Oh no, it probably took forever to make them, you know, just like the beautifully painted cloth that she's putting on, just like, you know, the designs are just gorgeous. You know, definitely not something that normal everyday people wear. <laughs> That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And she goes, weeks will pass and then months and years. And before I know it, you know, again, all the detail in this panel with her long hair over this like you don't even get to see much of the design but still the design is gorgeous and before i know it nobody will ever remember that someone called princess eugen had ever set foot into this place and you can just see you don't even have to like see her face you can barely see her face but you know you can just really feel the sadness and disappointment she's probably like the only like fun things she's got to not, I, I don't know about fun but you know this exciting thing that she's had that she's gotten to do in her entire life so yeah I think this is the only time she's felt seen you know and if she she knows if she goes back to her life in her kingdom she's not going to be seen and not going to be taken seriously and not going to have much autonomy and choice over her life and mm-hmm. I think you know with Luan for the first time even though their connection was so brief she feels seen by him and she feels respected by him and she feels more freedom to be herself around him. Right, right. You know, she's just sitting there softly touching the outfit that he gave her, you know, which was, you know, his mom's. So, you know, just like a lot of, a lot of meaning, just like in just, even in just like the smallest of panels, but I just, I'm always so captivated looking at these panels, like you can, you know, with the lamps and everything, just so beautiful. But then you hear, you see, or you don't really hear it, but I guess mentally you hear the, you know, the stomp, 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 and he just like flings the the the, uh, the tent back open, and she's like, ah, you know, and he's sitting there with like a towel around his waist, and that's about it in the snow. More dressed than he was before, we will note, and ooh, those pecs and abs. I'll use a, a Hebrew phrase, <laughs> It's a phrase that means, um, Lee and her actually means without the evil eye. And it's like, whenever you want something to continue and like the evil eye shouldn't touch it, you just say Lee and her. And it's like, so it's people might be offended. I'm using the phrase, this phrase in this situation, but I'm just saying, this, 
we want this to continue. Yes. Uh, like I'm sitting here looking like, dang, man, did she just like sit there and like look at like bodybuilders while she was, you know, while she was drawing this? Man's got like an eight pack. <laughs> you know, you just get to see him like from top to bottom. And like, I even love like the detail uh, she put into his calves. And that sounds crazy, but you know, you see so many of these like guys that are working out and they got like these little chicken legs, but not, yeah. not Ulan. <laughs> gonna, she has, she gave him like the calves of like a, she's got huge calves. I was going to say like a dancer, like my kid's a dancer and I did some dance. And one thing about dancers, a lot of them, they have big calves, you know, because especially because they're on their toes a lot and stuff like that, especially when they're spinning and stuff like that. Um, there's this um male dancer i follow his name is james whiteside he dances for uh american ballet theater abc or is he i can't remember he's in new york <laughs> uh uh so but yeah and he's got like the huge like the biggest calves i've ever seen on a person like his like it's they're huge and what's like, his name james james whiteside uh he's on instagram and uh yeah and he's besties with Isabella Boylston and they're actually paired together a lot um, huh. on stage. They're both principal dancers. And he's got huge, I mean, he's a huge cow and his claws are gigantic. And I'm pretty sure that she used him as a reference here. <laughs> <laughs> For the lower half, like they're, like they're gigantic. Yep, they are. Mr. Warrior Boy has got those muscles. <laughs> Which, I mean, you got to think, he was, like, stomping around through the woods, so, you know, definitely build up your legs that way. Use a lot mm -hmm. of horseback riding, you know, you got to, when you're, when you're riding horses, you do use a lot of your leg muscles, so there you go, that's got to be it, right? Yeah, so whatever resolve he had to run away from her didn't last very long. <laughs> no, it took five seconds, and then he was like, nope, here I come, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, it's like three seconds. <laughs> okay, a little longer because she had time to get out and wrap herself. But yeah, he's. It was less than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, poor guy is probably freezing outside too. Yeah, he was warm. wet. He was wet. <laughs> oh. like, maybe this is like the maybe this is like you know the old timey version of taking a cold shower. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> got to get his head on straight for a second. Yeah, and you know what? Even with his head snow. on straight, he wanted to come back. So there you go. Yeah. So now we have this um, horizontal panel of him standing at the entrance of the tent and her sitting there, you know, with her robe just delicately hanging off of her shoulder a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking, you know, beautiful and graceful and um, a little bit like in need of protection, you know. <clears throat> Definitely a very vulnerable state right here. Right. <clears throat> yeah. She still looks sad. And then he comes to her and he says, remember when you said, and then he takes her hand, that you could put something right through here if you wanted to. And he brings her hand to his chest, to his heart. Oh, so chest. emotional. And he's leaning over and he says, I think you just did that, Eugen. Mm -hmm. oh. I, I, you have to like, the power of touch like with other people is so strong and they're literally touching each other like you know when when your your kids are first born they fit they found that putting a baby just naked right out of there onto mom's bare chest is really good for them and actually uh reduces a lot of issues you know after birth and that kind of stuff so and in fact like 
um, when like with uh, most of my kids, it wasn't the second one so much because she had her oxygen cut off. So she had to be rushed away right away. But, um, uh, but the, the first one and the last one, like I got to hold them for like a full hour, just so, you know, like skin to skin, you know, it's, it's really powerful. And here they are touching skin to skin. She's touching his bare chest. Yeah. Well, look in her eyes. I mean, it looks like she got her hope back. You know, she has this very anticipatory look as though like, oh, you know, here I thought you rejected me and I was going to go back to living my, hor my mm, horrible or not so great optimal life. And now he's just coming back and telling her that she sold his heart. I mean, this is just so affirming for her and this is just changing her whole future. And what a way to say you've stolen my heart than to literally put her hand on his bare chest while oh. they're both mostly naked. <laughs> <laughs> just beautiful gorgeous and everything you want to hear and then she like closes her mouth like the first expression is a little bit shocked and the second one is like kind of like accepting his love mm -hmm. with happiness but then she thinks no it isn't right he needs to know the truth and then she says you are and you know he kind of she takes her hand away because she wants him to know before accepting his love she wants him to know who he, she really is she doesn't want him to come in under false pretenses and right they're you know, gone no no just like you know as you were saying you know she's like no and it's, it's almost like she's a little bit scared but she's like nope i'm gonna tell him you know she looks scared and you can see him you know being like wait what <laughs> you know you're who now um, and the next look in her eyes she's extremely earnest and she's nervous about what he's going to say and he says what and then she says my name is Yua, and she's not looking at him while she says this. He's, you know, bent over. She's kind of nestled almost in between his thighs. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, <laughs> he's in a very receptive position, but she's nervous. She's, you know, closed in to herself, not looking at him. And she says, and he says, you. And then at that moment, she had good timing because perfect timing. his helper, whatever it is, rudely rips open the door, <laughs> irrespective of what could have been going on in the tent. There should be like a do not disturb sign. Just saying. <laughs> there you go. Like, you know, like a, I don't know, however old this is supposed to take place in just like a sock on the door. <laughs> and the mm -hmm. socks on the tent, leave them alone. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, your majesty bursts in. It's snowing. Some snow gets in the tent. <laughs> you are like kind of rushes into Mulan um, and like tries to hide. And he pulls her in. He's like, what the hell do you think you're doing? And she, because she is embarrassed. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, like, you know, you don't really want to be caught by some, you don't want to be seen by other people in that kind of scenario, I think. Like, you know, I mean, it's embarrassing for anyone. You're caught mostly naked. You're like wrapped, wrapped with like a towel, or like a blanket. You know what I mean? Especially, I mean, she's so young. She hasn't doesn't have sexual experience. Um, she's having this very extreme emotional encounter. Like it's different if you're older and you've had sex a ton of times, and it's just not an emotional yeah. situation. But this is this is like a very intense moment for her. Period. Forget the sexual stuff. Well, even then, like I mean, some you know, I I was married, and you know, my kid walked in. They're like, you know, like get out, you know. You don't really want to be, you know, caught that way ever. 
that's just definitely worse in this situation because she has never been in that situation now there's like random guy just burst in on her she's mostly naked you know <laughs> like with a dude <laughs> you know not just any guy but the king you know <laughs> yeah and he says your majesty we need you immediately they have found the missing princess Yujen. She has been wedded to Qianli Prince, the Qianli Prince as planned, and the alliance between Qianli and Shan has been formed. And Yua is looking worried, and Ulan is looking surprised. And he says, with the strategic location of the Shan Kingdom and a massive army of allied troops, the king of Qianli is about to lay siege to our largest civilian city in the West. And now the Qianli, sing, um, Qianli king has sent word that with each day that we do not surrender to him, they will slaughter an entire civilian family until none are left in the city. And I think this whole moment, I mean, obviously it's a whole political thing, but it's well, the biggest thing I took from this is that Yua is seeing for the first time the perspective of the Northern Kingdom, whom she was always told were barbarians, were evil, were murderers. And now she's seeing that they are facing a threat of they having their civilians killed. And it's not her kingdom, it's the Kionli king, but that, those are their allies. And um, she's seeing it from their perspective where they're worried about their own, the safety of their citizens. Well, not to mention, I think that she was kind of, like she kind of realized that she was, you know, um, kind of sent out and left by her own family. You know, like she, she was set up by her own family is basically what she's learning at this exact moment and now she's might and she's also thinking like oh well now i'm in danger (laughs) you know and it's a really good thing that she told him at least even if it was right before at least before he came in because that lessens the sense of betrayal you know where she at least was starting to tell him the truth or as much of the truth as she knew Mm -hmm. yeah definitely but still at the same time like that's a terrible timing yeah and it's definitely going to set up some conflict in the next episode (laughs) yeah i can't i don't see coming back from that very easily that's for sure but yeah um, you know what i will say he didn't reveal his identity to her for the time that he knew her and you know what she did the same thing so i guess it's even well (laughs) Yeah, kind of, but I'm at the same time, she's kind of a honeypot in the, in the situation, you know, uh, you know, honeypots are usually like female spies that were planted to like, you know, throw people off and gather information and stuff like that. And he just realized like, oh, she's a honeypot, <laughs> you know? Uh, right. Uh, that's sad. I mean, if for, from his perspective, but from both of their perspectives, you know, he feels betrayed and she feels worried and worried that he thinks that her feelings aren't genuine which is a terrible blow he's in a terrible spot he's been he feels betrayed she has been betrayed by her family and now she's worried that he's gonna think oh you know this is a setup basically so man i do not i even though she's you know being you know held mostly naked by this like hot dude i don't really envy her in that situation all that much because that's a lot to deal with right then yeah we'll see how it plays out in the next episode but it definitely causes issues yeah and yeah there's a note i just want to read that last note that it says it says that civilians from ulan's kingdom in the north are regularly relocated to conquered kingdoms and other regions to escape from drought and famine okay i don't quite see 
how important that is, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, there was actually this manga I read. Um, it's called y Yona of the Dawn. I, I think is what the name is. It's been a while since I read it. But, you know, that um, in their kingdom, there were uh, four different, four, four, sorry, it's been, been a while. But one of the kingdoms, um, it was hard to grow anything. It was like really arid, mm -hmm. you know, and there's a lot of places like that. You know, Asia's huge place and it has probably every climate type you can think of mm -hmm. in there. But um, <clears throat> yeah, there's definitely like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, desert and all that kind of stuff. They had to figure out how to grow stuff. And, and that was actually the cause of a lot of tribal feeding in uh, China and Japan was over resources, you know, and in, actually in Korea as well. Be like, you know, if you look at the history of the area, there's a lot of like, well, we need to take this place over because we don't have resources and they have resources. So, you know, going back and forth over the different, um, you know, just like the different um, time, I guess time periods, you know, uh, like uh, in uh, China, it's mostly measured by dynasties, you know, so, but that, that was a lot of what's going on over there. So definitely, I, I feel like this is like, as, as somebody who went to college for history, this is definitely pretty historic. I mean, it's not exactly historic, historically accurate, but, you know, it's definitely like an accurate thing to portray. So, wow, this was a great episode. I, you know, I love it. It's just so romantic and beautiful. It is. I just, I really got to Candidate all those background details. She didn't have to put that much work into it, but she did. And considering, I mean, she was writing this at the same time, you know, that she was also doing Midnight Poppy Land. Like, dang, Lily. Yeah, and I think actually, I don't think she was even working on it full time. I think she still had a job yeah. then too. <laughs> Which is, yeah, because you know. this, this is back when I think that uh, Midnight Poppy Land was also on canvas. So, mm. I mean, she was doing this, she was doing two of them <laughs> with amazing art and amazing attention to detail while not getting paid for any of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well i want to um end the episode here and do some bonus questions how's that okay. sound okay okay thank you to my current patrons Susie, lady Lebris, alley cat chelsea lily jenny Haley, one and only taco elizabeth maria molly veronica emily emily joe rochelle dahlia saucy tuggles meg and ann rose i really appreciate your support Bye.